Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. on Fantasy 5, it's Lord of the Rings versus Harry Potter. This is the podcast where we, the noise next door, create five-a-side football teams using characters from fiction, history and real life. These teams will then battle it out on the pitch to see who will be crowned victorious. I'm Sam, and today I am joined by Matt. We are this week's pundits. That's right, Sam. It's our job to provide criticism and insight into the manager's lineups, and later we'll be in charge of the highlights from today's fixture. Today we have managers Tom and Robin. They will be picking the teams. So, Tom, you're the home side. Who have you got? I am delighted to say that I am the manager of Team Lord of the Rings. I've been a Lord of the Rings fan forever. I'm pumped. And, Robin, who do you have? Well, with equal glee, I can announce that I am managing Harry Potter Football Club today, and I'm also pumped. (laughs) (laughs) They say they're pumped. They don't sound it, but that's because they're keeping it, the excitement deep, deep (laughs) within. A lot of inner pumping. Uh, A quick spoiler warning, as ever, we will try and focus mainly on the footballing prowess of Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. But if you're not massively familiar with these particular worlds, there will be big, big spoilers coming up. Uh, Also, please head to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and rate and review us with a stonking 5-0 lead. That's five stars. Um, Now, without further ado, let's hear the starting five. (laughs) Tom, let's kick right off with Lord of the Rings. Who is your very first pick in your side? Sam, my first pick for Lord of the Rings, FC. For me, it was an obvious pick. It's my goalkeeper, and that is... Shelob the Mighty Spider. If you've seen the films, you'll remember the massive spider. That's who's in goal. It's Shelob. And and not really a spider, but actually a demon in spider form. She's an absolute beast, literally. And look, main tactic here is going to be she's just going to web up the whole goal and generally the area, you know? It's going to be an absolute minefield. Not literal mines, more actual spider webs. Uh, I, I just feel that she's going to be stopping anyone trying to make it through uh, the area. Also, she's got she got eight legs. Uh, and if you put a goalkeeper glove on the end of each one of them, that's that's just more goalkeeping, more fun. Uh, do you worry about the cost of kit? Uh, eight, <laughs> eight gloves is quite a lot more than just the normal two that you would have. Yeah, as I understand it, most professional uh, football clubs can only afford one pair of gloves. Mm. So I am aware that it's gonna it's gonna mm. cost a lot more to kit Shellob, but it's it's a, a cost I'm willing to swallow because of her her dexterity and her reach. Uh, there's obviously a lot of uh, you saying she's going to be firing webs. Or- all over the place yeah like like a minefield of webs uh does the uh, do the other people on your team are they going to get stuck to that as well or do they have some kind of a lubricant uh well 
she's going to cover the, the the close area around the goal. You know, the sort of the the little box. What is it? Nine yard box. How big's the box? Twelve. Twelve yard box. She's going to cover the twelve yard box in the webs and and just the whole goal. Uh, and then the defenders can play just in the rest of the in the rest of the area. Uh, I, I just feel like no no one's getting through this. Unless, unless they've got a magical sword, which I doubt they do. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess the opposing Harry Potter team might not have much magic to deal with this. Right, well, yeah, that's a good point, but <laughs> I've got no answer to that. I, I like this. Uh, it's, it's a similar tactic to uh, the Marvel team that we had. Uh, we had a spider in goal there. This time we have a literal spider. Yes. Uh, and I believe she, she, she has the power as well, doesn't she? Um, she's got a stinger, right? Yeah, she's unusual for a spider. She's got a stinger. Um, with a paralysing venom, and, and if there's a bit of, you know, muscling up in the box, uh, you know, lining up for a corner, if there's a bit of pushing and shoving, oh, someone's suddenly paralysed, I wonder what happened. It was Shellob's little stinger. Bang. Nice, yeah, you know, you should never turn your back on a fight, but in her case, if she turns her back on a fight, she's going to start jabbing people with a bum stinger. Exactly. Genius. Bum for win. I like it. It's a good, I think it's a very good shout for uh, for an initial keeper. Who have you, who've you got uh in front of her. So in defence, I've only got one defender. I only need one defender. It is Gandalf. You shall not pass into the box when Gandalf's on defence. Obviously, Gandalf, the big the big wizard. It's Ian McKellen if you've seen the films. It's Gandalf if you've read the books. Um, his tackles always arrive exactly when he means mm. them to. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's a great defender as well. He protects people. That's his main bag. And he's got a surprising burst of pace. All he needs to do is summon Shadowfax and boom, off he goes down the wing. Uh, Gandalf is my defender, a protector of people, a protector of the realm, protector of my goal. Thoughts? Uh, Shadowfax, presumably a horse? Yeah, Shadowfax is is the white horse. uh, Again, not really a horse, but like a spirit, the spirit of speed. And... uh, and Gandalf can summon uh, Shadowfax uh, to, to to his aid, and he can then ride it off down the pitch. That sounds good. Uh, and we actually established in the first podcast that accessories are allowed, and a uh, spirit horse totally counts as an accessory. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. a spirit horse. Is, that's an accessory, is it? Like like a handbag. We're we're, we're likening a horse yeah. to a to a. Okay, good. Uh, it's just good to know the the rules going into the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like the idea. It's good to clarify who Shadowfax is, because because Shadowfax could just be the name of a person, and then you've just got a wizard riding some dude down the wing. <laughs> yeah, or just a very hard to read fax from the eighties. Um, so, are we worried? Are we speaking of the eighties? Are we worried about his his age here? This is quite is quite old. Okay, you're, what you're doing is judging Ian McKellen's age, and of course, Ian McKellen's an old man. But Gandalf is like three thousand years old. That's, that's, I know he's that's old. But what I'm saying is, he's he, he can go to five thousand years old, right? Mm. He, he's he's not just some dude. He's su- he's super duper old. It, it's what I'm getting is the wisdom. I'm getting the wisdom of all those years of the game. And do you know what? If you're worried about him dying, if he does go down, he's just going to come back in the second half in an even brighter kit. Count mm. off the white baby. You've done your research. <laughs> he's shouting, "You shall not pass!" As the game's going on, are we worried that any of his players are going to think that this is them not, you know, not being allowed to pass? <laughs> 
it's a good point. I think we'll have discussed it beforehand. And okay, if, good, uh, yeah. if Gandalf's might, uh, you know, he, he can direct it. You know, when he tells the, the Balrog that he shall not pass, it's not like everyone else stops running, is it? Uh, he's, he's focused. He's got laser precision with his you shall not pass instructions. That's very good. And, of course, his Shakespearean tone. <laughs> exactly. His delivery's perfect. So, th- th- I mean, Gandalf's my defender. I feel pretty chuffed with it. Very good, yeah. What else you got? In midfield. In midfield, I'm bringing in a ringer. The literal ringer, the Lord of the Ringers, the Dark Lord Sauron. So if you've seen the films or read the books, you'll, you'll be aware of Sauron. He's the big bad guy. And I'm taking him from at the beginning of the, the films when he's in full battle armor. He's got his mace. He's wielding the ring of power. Uh, he, he's an absolute monster in the middle of the park, swatting people back. He is almost unstoppable, right? And his massive unblinking eye is always on the ball. Utterly dominant in the middle of the pack. Uh, I just think, who who can stand up to, to, to Sauron? Sounds really good. You, you say he's unstoppable. He does. I'm worried that he's susceptible to injury. <laughs> I believe in that opening package that his hand is, is sliced off uh, and therefore the ring falls off. So he can't even continue, you know... I'd understand it if it was a leg, but you should be able to play on. <laughs> Let's think about the iconic images of English football. Players Terry Butcher with a bandage around his head. But yeah. does Sauron just give up after his hand is sliced off? Yeah, it is, it is a massive weakness. If you cut off his hand, he, he's definitely coming off the pitch. I think <laughs> one of the big things is if you cut off someone's hand in a game of football, you are going to be sent off. So I've got that going for me. Also, remember, if you've read the book, Sauron is a dominant force in Middle-earth for, 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 year, for years. And so, you know, sure, we see him lose his hand in one battle, but we know from the legend that he, he dominates the, the game. The, the game of football slashed the world of Middle-earth for a very long time. <laughs> um, also, he's got really very loyal fans. Uh, our stands are going to be packed with uh, screaming orcs every, every session just to have them cheering on uh, the big dude himself. Uh, I feel pretty confident that, you know, no one in Harry Potter can step up to say, I mean, if Voldemort is on the other team, I'm interested. But, mm. but if he's not, I've got no worries at all. You feel like that they might have played on the same team in their early careers, in their youth team? <laughs> yeah, they, they grew up together playing for Villains FC and now they've, uh, they've graduated into their, <laughs> their respective franchises. <laughs> so with Sauron, I, just, I think there's few weaknesses apart from the one you pointed out. The question is, who do you partner him with? Who do you put next to Sauron? <laughs> in the middle of the pitch for Lord of the Rings FC. I considered a few options. There's the Witch King, you know, the head of the Nazgul. He's he's good on the wing because he's got a literal dragon thing that he rides. Aragorn's a big name. However, I have gone... There's only one option for me. I have gone for Gladriel, the, the Queen of the Elves of Lothlorien. She's uh, Kate Blanchett in the film. She's all in white. She's beautiful. She's powerful. Right? Gladriel, she can communicate with everyone on her team at the same time oh. telepathically. She can she can give instructions. She's my captain, right? She's giving instructions left and right. She she's got her eye on the ball, she's got her eye on the game, and she can read the intentions and, and the, the will of others. You can't get past someone who knows exactly what you're about to do. Uh, I'm pumped for Gladriel in the middle of the park. She can see the bloody future, mate. Do you know what I mean? She's graceful, she's precise. Imagine those beautiful arching crosses that she's going to be able to deliver with literally being able to see the future and how everything's going to turn out. It's... uh... I have a worry, Tom. I have a worry. And my worry is that the manager... The manager seems to be pretty keen on Gladriel. I think you said beautiful and graceful about 54 (laughs) times. I'm a little bit worried about some uh, some naughty goings on. Look, 
Um, I am a consummate professional. I would never sully my working relationship as the manager of Lord of the Rings <laughs> FC by trying to get it on with Gladriel. Hey, if I wasn't the manager, maybe I'd approach her in a bar. But I am, and I know I know what job needs to be done. Does it not bother you that she's kind of creepy looking? She looks like someone took a pair of uh, hair straighteners to a nightmare. <laughs> Um, I think that only plays into play, plays into one of her strengths, you know. Yeah, it's off pulling. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if we're up against a load of kids from Harry Potter, they're, they're not going to want to mess with her. She's creepy. Also, another good thing about her is she always pack, packs lamnus bread for halftime snacks. <laughs> That's that bread that fills you up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, wait, 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 hey, you can't go into the second half all like feeling like a fatty. No, but so we just have a little nibble of lamnus bread. Uh, so to really right. a lick, if anything, you just don't want to overdo <laughs> it. <laughs> We're not going to have like orange slices. We're going to have tiny cuboids of lamnus bread. Sounds good. I really like the image of Shellob and Sauron just being given some lamnus bread at half time. Be like, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shellob's like, could I not eat a hobbit? No, have some bloody lamnus bread. How do how is Gladiel affected by the fact that she has? one of Sauron's rings. Look, obviously it's obviously it's a worry. However, the elves have proved themselves pretty resilient to the to the power of the rings and um Well, in this case it it's a, it could be a positive, of course, because they're playing together. Yes. Synergy. <laughs> it's synergy. Mm, you know. Synergy. It is synergy. She she's got the power of one of Sauron's rings. And um, it's a good point. I had forgotten that. Uh, <laughs> but but I, I just think that shows that they've got maybe we'll give everyone a ring, you know? We'll give everyone a oh. ring. Shellob can put one on a little one of her little legs, and uh, uh, Gandalf yeah. can have a little toe ring. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in uh, American sports where they get a ring when they win the championships. You're just doing yes. it in advance, assuming that victory will be had. E- exactly. Obviously, there's a bit of you know dark and light in the middle of the pitch with uh, Gladriel and uh, and Sauron playing next to each other. However, I think you need a bit of dark and light. You can't all be one shade. Yeah, seemingly we have a one-two-one formation. We've got a defender, we've got two midfielders. Who are you sticking up top? There's just no questions here. Obviously, who doesn't miss? Legolas doesn't miss. Mm. Legolas the elf. He's he's a sexy elf boy with the blonde hair. He's played by Orlando Bloom in the films, and he does not miss. He gets the ball. Where's it going? It's going in the back of the net. Plus... That flowing blonde hair, that is shampoo sponsorship deals out the Yazoo. Yeah. Uh, I I don't feel like I need to justify Legolas. He's so bloody good at hitting what he wants to hit with anything. <laughs> and it's not just bow and arrow. If he, he throws stuff and that hits, he's going to be perfect. Those graceful little elven feet, he can walk on the snow. Do you know what I mean? That is that is dainty. That is dainty footwork. Uh, Legolas is up front, no doubt. And he has the he has the freedom of uh, of leggings. Yes. <laughs> Uh, which I mean, you know, anyone who's who's worn leggings, uh, it's just a, a breath of fresh air. You're just like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm naked, but I'm also being held all together. You, it's it's much much better running yeah. around nimbler. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Matt, for backing up Legolas with the the costume uh, decisions. It's important. Hey, and I back you up on the hair thing as well. He's like someone took hair straighteners to a dream. So there you go. <laughs> I'm thinking. I've got two words for you. Exactly. Here. David Ginola. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. He did big head and shoulders money back in the day, didn't he, David Ginola? Oh, it's just so glossy, and I feel that Legolas is going to have that same gloss. Exactly. You've got a very sexy, sexy kind of uh, vibe going on with Galadriel and Legolas. I guess they're both elves, very skilled, very talented. It's, I mean, it takes a little bit of a turn with Shellob in goal. Yeah, um, <laughs> Shellob and Sauron on the pitch. Like I said, dark and light, dark and light. Mm. And also then Gandalf, who is grey, literally halfway between dark and light. <laughs> it's perfect team. As a silver fox goes, I, I mean, he's up there. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, handsome. Look, here's the thing about the Lord of the Rings team. Important to note, I have another player that I must talk about. I've got a sub. I've got a super sub. The super sub. On the bench, it is Gwahir, the King of the Eagles. <laughs> sure. Anyone who's seen Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit will know that any problem, no matter how huge or ultimately desperate looking, can be solved by the sudden application of giant eagles. So, we're 3-0 down. Doesn't matter, mate. The eagles come on, pick everyone up, throw the balls in the goal. Suddenly, it's 4-3. The eagles fix every problem that Tolkien ever sets up. Why put them on the bench? Because they have to come in at the end to save the day. You can't just start them in. That's That would be not surprising. <laughs> the Eagles only work by bringing them on with three minutes to go and boom. And hey, if Sauron gets his arm cut off, we're winning. They're the perennial super subs, really, aren't they? I just feel that nothing that Harry Potter can throw at me cannot be defeated by Eagles. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> it's a good, that's just a good advert for Eagles. Yeah, just eagles in general. Not even giant eagles. I just mean eagles. Uh, I'm a big fan of eagles, and uh, I'd like to support them going forward. It'd be a nice symbol on the on the uniforms. Exactly. I mean, assuming the 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 symbol's going to be a ring. Yeah, with an eagle's head popping out. Yeah, all right, with an eagle's head popping out. Compromise. Is that not just going to look like a bum pooing an eagle? (laughs) Like a a a shellless eagle birth. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Look, I'm not too worried about what the logo is. I'm worried about winning games. And I think with that team, I'm absolutely going to. That's fair. Now, you are the home team, Tom. Where are you playing? I, I, I'm interested to see how this might affect the uh, the Eagles. Now, listen up, nerds. I am going to be playing on Pelennor Fields, which is the beautiful open expanse outside Minas Tirith. So <laughs> to break it down for you, in the last film, there's that big white city and all the horses charge. That area there, that's Pelennor Fields. Beautiful backdrop, lovely sunny day, right between uh, Mordor and and the and the men of the West. You know, like I said, right on the border, darkness and light. Pelennor Fields between Mordor and Minas Tirith. It's perfect. It's beautiful. I'm going to win. It's a really, really good name for a football stadium. It really is. Pelennor Fields. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Tom, <laughs> we have the Lord of the Rings team. Just run through it very quickly. What's your lineup? In goal, it's Shelob. In defence, it's Gandalf. Middle of the park, it's Gladriel and Sauron. And up front, it's Legolas. Don't forget Super Sub. We're here. King of the Eagles. It feels very strong. That is the home team, Lord of the Rings. Coming up next, it's Robin with Harry Potter. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. Here we are. It is time for Robin and his Harry Potter side. Let's kick it off, Robin. Who's your first pick? Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. Um, I'm going to also start in goal. It seems to be, you know, a, a good starting point, good as any. Um, and in goal, I am going for... Uh, probably my most unusual pick I think it's fair to say because rather than taking a, a wizard or a magical creature um, I'm going to take a plant with me a magical plant <laughs> and that plant is going to be the Whomping Willow uh, now for anyone who's read the books or seen the films that is the huge tree that beats away a car from Hogwarts what type of tree is it? it's, a, it's an enormous willow and it's got it's got tiny little whipping branches it's got massive trunks that can whack, whack bits and pieces away I just feel like if it can stop a Ford Anglia from hitting a castle, it's got a really good chance to stop a small Nike football. Um, couple of couple of things to be considered, um, and I think we covered accessories earlier, but I just want to check. Um, obviously, personal protective equipment's allowed, isn't it? Like, you're allowed to wear shin pads. Sure. Uh, and, and mouth guards. Sure. So... Therefore, I'm assuming cricket boxes are totally fine, which is great because the weakness of the Whomping Willow is that they have to have a way to stop it from whomping. How are they going to prune it? How are they going to water it? They need to stop the Whomping Willow from whomping and just make it a willow every now and then. So the way they do that is, and I'm taking book canon here because it's slightly different in the films, but in the book, uh, there is one knot, a little tiny knot in the middle of the tree that when pressed, stops the Whomping Willow from whomping. So I'm just going to make it wear a cricket box over that particular little uh, <laughs> little knot. This is a tree dick. We're talking about. <laughs> It's it's like a it's like a little a little a little tree wiener yeah absolutely I want to protect it and um, I don't want it going all limp on me we've all been there and it's a nightmare we don't want that to see that in goal um, so I think that that's a, a pretty a pretty pretty start also it's a big tree so it goes quite a long way to making our team carbon neutral <laughs> will the box not effectively point out the issue that it has are, are you not you know like when somebody bandages their arm up in a before a UFC fight it's like go for the arm like as soon as I see that box. I'm thinking I'm thinking Legolas is like quick shoot the dick. <laughs> it's a really good point. It's a really good point. I mean I'm going to do some camouflaging. Um <laughs> sort of I'll get Professor Sprout in the herbology teacher to do some good painting, some good bark work on the on the box. But I really think that also it's sure uh, Legolas can try and shoot the box but but how are you going to do that with all the with all the whomping? There's so much mm. whomping going on. Um, so that's that's my goalkeeper. I think the carbon neutral thing's big tree in it, so that's that's helpful. Um, and in terms of transportation, it's in a really big planter from B and Q. So um, right, mm. yeah, I was going to say that the big issue would be that uh, we're great for the first half, where he's in the goal, but of course, second half he's still going to be planted in the goal. But no, he's on wheels. Well thought out. He's in a big planter. Um, 
And then moving in front of the Whomping Willow, um, I was I was nervous really because the Whomping Willow is a big Whomping Wumper. So they're all going to be it's going to be quite a far up defence. It's going to be quite a long way from the goal. Um, I've actually gone for two up at the back, um, and the first person that I've gone for is uh, George Weasley, who is one of the the Weasley brothers. He's the he's one of the two twins. So obviously they're the twins who are the big pranksters. They uh, they run a business at the end of the uh, at the end of the saga. Um, Weasley's wizard wheezes um, and. One of the reasons I'm going for him is he is a twin with his brother Fred. Now, if his legs are tired and he needs to sit down, then Fred can come on and nobody will notice. Now, this trick works on their own mother. Their own mother cannot tell them apart. So I don't believe for a second that somebody else would be able to. Oh, Sauron, he's a big eye. Well, that doesn't matter if they look identical. So um, I feel pretty, pretty good about that. I think that's a foolproof tactic. I see what you mean about tactic. You are, of course, allowed substitutions. Would you not want somebody who would be tactically different? Or you literally want the exact same player, just a bit more energised? Well, I think the important thing is that this isn't going to be a substitution. This is going to be a bit of tom- a bit of trickery. See, obviously, they're big pranksters, Fred and George. That's their main thing. They like, they like pranking and creating things. So th- this is going to be a bit of skullduggery, I think. A little bit of an illegal tactic. But uh, Fred is just going just gonna to every now and then swap in for George and swap out for George. So it's going to be a rolling sub and no one's going to know. Um, also, listen, good wizards. They are good wizards. For, for what they do, they're really, really good. Throughout the, the books and the movies, they're always testing their, their new pranks, their new things that they're going to do. And I think a couple of them could be really useful. So they've got the, um, the puking pastels, which are small little fruit pastel-looking things that make you immediately vomit. Mm. So, oh, what's that rolling past Gwahir, King of the Eagle? Oh, I'll peck that like a pigeon at a fag butt. Oh, now Gwahir, King of the Eagle's being sick all over the yes. floor. Yes. Pretty good. And then good. all of Gwahir's babies are coming to eat the sick. It's, it's a... It's a nightmare over there. Um, also, extendable ears. That's another thing they invent in, uh, I believe, the fifth, the fifth book. Um, and these are just things you can plug into your ears, like earpods, uh, that, can, that can extend all the way over. So I'm going to be listening to your tactics. I'm going to know what's coming. Um, and finally, like another thing in their, in their favour is they are experienced athletes. They're both on the, the championship Gryffindor-Quidditch side as beaters, which are the most offensive role because you're keeping the bludgers, the sort of homing missile balls, away from the team members. So I reckon the clearance is going to be really good about from, from them. Uh, would you not agree, Sam? I'm mainly interested in um, spiking the lamnas bread with some of these some of these puking pills. Like we've already discussed, how Sauron is going to be chewing on his lamnas bread, uh, and I like the idea of him sicking up from his from his fiery eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they, yeah, there we go. So th- that's going to be the Weasleys. I-, I did think, of course, the whole Weasley family is a great Weasling family, but they were the ones that really appealed to me. And sort of related to that is my second defender. So I am going for a bit of a more defensive uh, formation than Tom is, which I. I'm concerned about, but um, listen, you've got to do it. Um, now, this person is, uh, f- her name is Fleur Delacour. Now, for, for those of you who aren't super uh, nerdy about Harry Potter like I am, uh, Fleur is in the fourth in the fourth book when they do the Tri-Wizard Tournament and there are multiple wizards coming from all over the world. Fleur is the French one who is chosen to represent the entire school of Beaubaton in the Tri-Wizard Tournament. Um, now, the important thing about Fleur Delacour is, well, first of all, she's obviously a great witch to, in order to get that, that lofty honour. She's obviously very, very good. She's the best in the school in France, which is amazing. But more importantly, she is part Vila. Now, Vila are effectively beautiful, beautiful, beautiful women who can distract men by how gorgeous they are. You see them uh, in the Quidditch World Cup. 
Now, Ron, for instance, in the books, cannot talk to Fleur because of how attractive she is. So she is coming in to play the horn dog defense. Yeah, I understand this tactic. It's 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 cursed me all my life being Vila. Yeah. Um, and I understand how difficult it is for people to talk to me. So I think this is very, very sensible. Yeah, and it's another good reason for the Whomping Willow to hide his Whomping Willie. <laughs> exactly that. That little twig is going to turn into a hulking trunk, isn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, kids books. She's yeah. Well, listen, listen. She's a she's she's a, a hottie. It's gonna be good. And um, also, Vila Vila can famously lose their temper. Like they are very, they get crushed, they get sassy. And um, so she, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, there is a con with with uh, Fleur, which I am worried about. Um, she is French, and I am worried about mm. the work permit situation post Brexit. Um, <laughs> It's something I am concerned about, but I, I think we'll probably get through that. You know, elite athletes, they're being able to get their, their, their permits still. So uh, that is, that's my defense. It's the Weasley twins coupled. Uh, interested with, about uh, some of her Fleur. weaknesses. Like is, uh, she's, she's very attached to her sibling, her younger sibling. Um, I feel that Sauron might get some Urukai to, to kidnap her and she'd be sad. She would be. Yeah. Well, the only time you ever see her really angry is when she thinks that some stuff is happening to her family. Mm. So uh, both her sister and also uh, later in the books when, uh, spoiler alert, she marries Bill Weasley and he he becomes a werewolf and she is furious. So I think I, I appreciate that could be an emotional response, but I think you can use that rage. I think you can really mm. uh, use that to your, to your benefit. Yeah, exactly. But if it all, if it all fails... She's super hot. So, <laughs> so what else matters? Dog defense is, <laughs> is the, the horn dog defense. We've got Delacour and Galadriel in uh, in this game, and oh, it's big beans. Yeah, it's. It, it, I tell you what, I am buying the match day program for this one. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, so then midfield. This is where the this is where my captain is playing. Uh, she, she is the brains of this operation, and obviously in a Harry Potter book, what is a Harry Potter book without one of the three? Without Ron, Harry, or Hermione, or indeed more. Now. I went through them. I decided that Harry's had enough. He's been busy. He's got a lot on his plate. He's, he doesn't... He's No, I'm, I'm sick of him. He's done enough. Um, he's going to be the team mascot for merchandising purposes, but he's not going to be a game, uh, a game player. My captain is going to be Hermione Granger, who is undoubtedly the brains of the Harry Potter trio. Uh, she is an absolute boss. She gets it done. I didn't choose Ron to play alongside her because they then go on to marry. And I, I can't have that. I can't have, uh, we've already got the sexual tension with, uh, with Fleur. I can't have Hermione, you know, looking at Ron's glistening, throbbing calves the whole way through the game. It, she doesn't need the distraction. Oh. She doesn't need it. And us, I mean, for, this is a podcast, so none of you know this, but I am a ginger man. And all I can say is we have wonderful calves. <laughs> uh, so she's a, she's a boss. She gets things done. She's also, importantly, muggle-born. So she is a non-wizarding family uh, background, which means that she will understand the essentials of football, right? It's really important, I think, because (laughs) all the way through the Harry Potter saga, they're not good at understanding muggle stuff. Um, A good example of this is Arthur Weasley, who is uh, the dad of Ron Weasley and the twins and stuff. His his literal job is working in the misuse of muggle artefact offices, and he loses his freaking mind when he sees a plug. (laughs) Okay, so they're not good at knowing about stuff. So I feel like having Hermione and understanding of the football game there. And also, she's just a badass man. She gets stuff done. She knows stuff. Tactically, incredibly sound. Great bushy locks. (laughs) That's my midfielder. Yeah, I think you're right. She's smart. She'd be very, uh, very tactically aware. I think she'd also be incredibly good at uh, researching the opposition. I think you've really got, uh, I mean, I think she could be a good player assistant manager double up here she'd be very good at researching the opposition she'd be in the library she'd be she'd be watching tape 
of 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 previous games of of the opponents. That's right. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to put her in the team unless she had the captain's armband. I think that she would struggle to take orders from somebody else. But if she's giving it, I think she'd be great. And obviously, um, if we're allowed a horse, I'm assuming we're allowed one. Of course, Are we happy with that. So she's a she's an amazing witch. I think I think that's a direct correlation between the two, isn't it? A ho- uh, in Lord of the Rings, a horse. In Harry Potter, a wand. They're the same thing. Yeah, yeah I'm happy Yeah, with one that. horse equals one wand. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so there we go. So that's that's going to be my uh, my Hermione captain in the middle of the park. Um, and my attacker. Now, this was tricky, this. I really thought about quite a few different people. I thought about Hagrid. He's just a big lump who can stand up front and nut it in. But he's not especially mobile, right? He's half giant. Um, I thought about a centaur, perhaps. You know, a centaur, they famously have quite good... Um, sort of divination powers they can see into the future that'd be useful for an attacker but famously can only kick backwards which isn't ideal for an attacker and so i am denard and i thought about it and i've decided to go with one of the ghosts of hogwarts Uh, specifically i'm going for the only one who can lift up things and that is peeves (laughs) the poltergeist okay Uh, all the others can't pick anything up but peeves being a poltergeist can pick anything up He, he can he throws a chandelier at one point so that's great. Now, Peeves is famously uh, tricky. He's tricksy. He, he, he doesn't really listen to anybody except for Fred and George, who he respects as uh, sort of co-mischief uh, makers. So there is a section in the books when they leave, as Fred and George leave Hogwarts, he, that he wishes that Peeves continues uh, their work for them. So I'm not worried about his, his sort of flighty nature as such. Um, and there's listen, it's going to be some fun mischief. There's every chance that he might loosen up the goalposts whilst uh, whilst no one's looking. Maybe even invisible. I know he can turn invisible. Loosen up the goalposts, then they fall over, crush the spider. That's going to be great. Also, when you walk through a ghost, it's not very nice. They're very cold and wet, apparently. So, you know that old saying, like, you think you could do it on a cold Tuesday in Burnley? Well, my team, the saying is, uh, you think you could do it on a cold Tuesday inside Peeves. <laughs> And that's your that's your main uh, strategic point. He can physically pick up things, not entirely unlike all alive people, and uh, <laughs> and he can he can make people a bit cold and wet. Also, well, he can't. You know, in football, you can't pick things up. That's one of the few rules football has: is don't <laughs> pick it up. Well, he can pick things up with his feet, and he can fly. Like ghosts can fly. I should have mentioned that. That feels like quite an important thing about ghosts uh. is that he can fly. Um, so yeah, he can, he can be floating around. I just thought that the coldness um, is just a kind of a useful little bit of um, bit of defensive play from the top. I know that you know he's an attacker, but I think it's nice to have an attacker who can you know double up sometimes a bit of a defensive midfielder if needed. If 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 situation calls for why it. is um, uh, why is he the striker I'm, I'm like you so the mischief he's creating mischief i'm worried he's not actually caring about the game he's just mucking about picking up goal posts like i don't know mm. knocking over water bottles or something why 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 is he the the striker for harry potter team what how is he getting goals I'll tell you in the in the books and in the well, he doesn't actually make it into the film sadly he's in one film but in in the books he is um he's really known for pelting people with things so like cakes and uh like nuts and stones and things like that and he just throws it he's really accurate like he's always forever hitting Neville Lombard in, in the eye um so he's, he's, he's very, very accurate. So that's my main reason is his target practice throughout seven years at Hogwarts has been really, really strong. Um, part of the reason that he's up front, though, is, um, is because uh, Hermione is there sort of 
if he's mucking about too much, then Hermione is, is able to step up and also try and get some goals. What, what do you think, Matt? I think it's good. Uh, yeah, I do understand why stoning people in the eye will get you cut out of a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was played by Rick Mail in the movies for, for the one thing he was there. It was very, very funny. Um, he's also loves songs. Uh, so um, I can imagine some good chants. He does little rhyming uh, couplets all the time. So, for instance, I thought maybe Peevesy Weezy, you poor dead soul. Don't look now! It's in your goal! Pretty good stuff there. Pretty good stuff. Yes. Um, and yeah, so that's that's my uh, my my attacker. And then also, much like Tom, I have a super sub, um, and my super sub is the basilisk from the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, so that is a big snake. Uh, it's it's actually also a mythical beast, like a real mythical beast. But in Harry Potter, it's the big snake owned by Sal- Salazar Slytherin. It's like we're talking like a two hundred foot snake. The reason it's my super sub is if it looks at you, you die. <laughs> And that feels like a pretty good thing to have. Yeah. Yeah, you want to put him forward. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 very much, if things are going very badly, um, yeah. and if you look at him through something, so like water or through um a ghost, importantly, then you then you get um you get petrified, but you don't die. So the, my team's tactic, if it comes to it and we need the basilisk, everybody runs to the corner, hides behind peeves, and closes their eyes. So in case anything happens, and then the, the, the uh, basilisk just comes out, just staring at everyone, just having a little look. How is Sauron going to look away? He's literally just an eye. It's genius. That actually makes sense to me. Of all the ideas, that's, that, that's the best footballing tactic I've heard. <laughs> look through someone wet. He's, he's, on the, he's on the bench, presumably... Presumably because he's quite difficult to summon. There's very few people that can actually get him to play. So how are you getting him onto the pitch? I'm glad you asked. There is a a segment in the books when uh, Ron and Hermione have to go to the Chamber of Secrets without Harry. And they've listened to enough Harry parcel tongue, which is the the, the snake language, that they can do it. So they open the Chamber of Secrets Mm. themselves. So my idea is is that that, uh, Hermione will be able to, to, to summon. But it's a very good point. Maybe just like I don't know, lie a Muggleborn on the field and then let the let the basilisk have it. There, there's so much. There's so uh, there's so much riding on Hermione. I worry that if Hermione gets injured, this this team might fall fall around her because you said that Peeves is going to listen to her. The basilisk can only come on with her. It's you know there's a, there's a lot there's a lot riding on her on her health. You can injure her body, Sam, but you cannot injure her brain, and that's the reason True. she's there. <laughs> that's very beautiful. Very beautiful. <laughs> there we go. We have both teams. Robin, very quick run through of who has made your five. It's the Whomping Willow in goal. It's George and sometimes Fred Weasley in defence with Fleur Delacour. It's Hermione Granger in the middle of the park, and up front it's Peeves the Poltergeist with the Basilisk on the bench. And that is the Harry Potter. Team, we have both teams, Lord of the Rings versus Harry Potter. Let's see how the managers feel about the upcoming match. Tom, how do you feel after hearing Robin's team? I've got to be honest, Sam, I feel pretty confident. It's uh, three children, a tree and a dead person uh, <laughs> against five ancient, powerful beings with wisdom and power beyond the reckoning of these foolish children. Uh, honestly, I'm kind of laughing my way to victory already. <laughs> this is the kind of thing we would love to see in real football press conferences. That kind of this kind of confidence, Robin. How does that make you feel? A bit hurt, a little bit upset about it. Um, but I, I feel I feel good. I feel like the exact reason that Tom just gave. Yeah, mine. I've got a young team. I've got a young, hungry team. Tom's got on a team of old men and women and a tower with an eye on top. I'm not worried, ladies and gentlemen. That's the last we'll hear from the managers because now it is time for kickoff. Welcome to Pelennor Fields for today's fixture Lord of the Rings versus Harry Potter. 
It's a beautiful day and the players are out warming up. Of course, all their eyes closed so they don't die looking at the basilisk doing his stretching. Gandalf, practising his dead ball, has his eyes closed and has accidentally punted one of Gwahir's eggs. And there's the whistle for kickoff. Uh, early on, the Dark Lord Sauron swinging his big scary sword blindly and he's made beautiful contact with the ball there. It's out to Legolas, prancing up the wing. He slides it to Galadriel, who enchants the ball and shows it a dark future that may befall it. But George Weasley intercepts. Is this the dark future we were expecting? George, with the ball, passes it long to George Weasley. How did he get there so quick? He plays a 1-2 with himself. George Weasley whips the ball into the box for, for George Weasley to nod past Shellop. He takes the assist and the goal and all of the build-up play. It's 1-0 to Team Harry Potter. On to Gandalf. Burst through the defence at top Shadowfax. But Weasley has left a mysterious-looking polo from his shop, which the horse has stopped to eat. Oh, no, it's made Shadowfax defecate all over the pitch. And the Lord of the Rings team are asking if anyone has a broom. And that's the whistle for half-time. Uh, we can see McGonagall and Aragorn watching from the VIP box and a family of field mice resting in the Wompy Willows. Harry Potter and Lord Voldemort also looking from the stands, wondering why they didn't make the match day squad. And as we kick off, Galadriel and Fleur Delacour are both just staring at each other in the middle of the park. Transfixed by each other's beauty, they've effectively stopped playing. Speaking of beauty, Legolas is making a run up the wing with nothing but Peeves the Ghost in his pass. Legolas passes straight through Peeves and... Oh, no! Oh, he's gone briefly damp. Oh, the ghost was too moist for him and Legolas's hair is frizzing up as we speak. This is a huge blow to his focus and yeah, he's lost the ball to Hermione. Hermione is pulling the strings. That is a worry for Shellog. Sauron staring Hermione down with his evil, unblinking eye. How will she retaliate? Well, Hermione has clearly been practising the dark arts, so she now severs the Dark Lord Sauron's hand off with a playful spell. Well, he looks absolutely stumped. Gandalf suspiciously whispering to a moth who looks to relay a message to the eagles on the bench just metres away. Grahir, oh, king of the eagles, receives the message but waits until the last moment to act on it. Finally, subbing on and pecking out the basilisk's eyes on the bench. Fleur Delacour, Legolas and Galadriel all in the corner signing a contract for Rimmel London. Mm. Team Harry Potter, 1-0 up in the closing seconds here. But wait! Gwahir swoops in from on high with two balls clutched in his talons. Oh, he shoots one. It's in. He shoots another. It's in. Oh, and he shoots a third. Now, that one didn't come from his hands and may in fact have been an egg, but it doesn't matter because it's a hat-trick clinching a victory for the talented Lord of the Rings FC. Oh, right at the death. And that's it. It's 3-1 to the Lord of the Rings team as they pick up the victory here today at home against Harry Potter. What a game that was. Let's go over to the managers. A huge win for Lord of the Rings, managed by Tom. How are we feeling, Tom? I'm feeling delighted. Very happy to get the late hat trick. Like I said, Eagles, bring them in. They're going to win. <laughs> it's a great motto. And how are you taking the loss, Robin? Do you know what? Hopeful. It's a hopeful loss for Harry Potter, I think. A young side uh, that showed a great deal of resilience until the very end there. Really, I take the blame as the manager. Should have thought about a flying threat. Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the close of today's Fantasy Five. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and to review uh, the show if you have enjoyed it. If you haven't enjoyed it, then, you know, shut up. <laughs> uh, you can also check us out on all of the socials at Noise Next Door. And tune in next time when we have Team Pixar, characters from the Pixar films versus Pokemon. Going to be a big one. We'll see you next time. Now we're off to hit the showers. Hit the showers.
Oh, sacré bleu, musculaire, you are your heart is so beautiful and long and luscious. Tell me now, what is your secret? Galadriel, because I'm worth it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.